three beers a piece for each of my co-workers. I think a man working outdoors feels more like a man if you can have a bottle of suds. Suds, It isn't the Suds cast. Beer reviews and attitudes. Hey, spooky folks. You've got DC Thompson here. Joined, as always, by the boo to my berry. Brit? Oh, no. Brit's missing. She probably got snatched up by a Dracula or something, knowing the time of year it is. Well, we're going to have to soldier on without her. We're here in the 5-8 studio just above Suds Brewery. And, well, well, look who the cast dragged in. Returning guest, first returning, still squinting at my puns, Eric Anderson. Eric, thanks for coming back. Hey, thanks for having me, and uh, I appreciate the Halloween decor. Got a nice little pumpkin here. You know, it's getting to that time of year, Eric. Fall is upon us. It's true. It's I... getting darker sooner. It's getting scarier sooner. <laughs> it's it's very scary very soon. Is October the scariest month? Uh, the year, yeah, I feel like yeah. it is. You know, my birthday is on November the 1st, uh-huh. so October is always the uh, the last time I'll feel young for the year. Okay, so it's scary for you on a different level, yeah. not just about Halloween related, it's... Existential. Yeah, yeah. kind of like a lifelong horror. I'm never going to feel this good again. Yeah, it's all downhill from here. Yeah. Okay, hmm. Well, it's all down here, all downhill from here for you, but... For the Sudscast, we're changing things up. Now, Eric, you've been to the Sudscast. You've done the regular experience on the podcast. But we have something a little different this time around. Because it's October, the scariest of months, we're introducing the Great Pumpkin Bash, where we'll sample pumpkin beers this month to determine which takes the golden treat bag as having crafted the best in this seasonal category. Now, we've got three beers we're going to go through, and then we're going to give them a rating system. Now, like I said, this isn't your your dad's Sudscast episode. Throw the swill, will, or thrill out the window. We have a different rating system. There'll be three categories for rating. Taste, can design, and scariness. Each category we rated out of three for Eric, three for myself, giving each beer a total score of 18. The first beer that we have, Pumpkin Ale. By Great Lakes Brewery. Now, this is a bottle. It's, I'm just going to... Eh, it's got foil on the top, Eric, but I'm just going to go right in with the bottle opener. You're scaring me. He's already scared. Birthday coming up. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got it. Okay, so we're going to pour samples of this. Now, Eric, have you had... What's your feeling on pumpkin beers in general? Oh, I'm a basic bitch. I like me a good pumpkin beer. Um, I haven't had one yet this year, though, so this is this is nice. You know, I have been abstaining myself in the you know lead up to this uh, special Halloween pumpkin bash. Now this one's pouring pretty clear, yeah. somewhat filtered. Now normally I would expect maybe a little bit of sediment or something, a little bit of cloudiness, but I'm not seeing anything. Yeah, not a lot of head retention. No, no head retention at all. Okay, so we'll do a little cheers here. First beer. Here's a nice smell. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's pretty good. First impressions? I really like it. It's it's pretty mild. It is mild, yep. Um, it's, uh, I mean, it's nice and clear. A nice orangey tinge to it. It's definitely got the orangeness associated with Halloween. It's not over-the-top pumpkin spice. It's definitely there. It complements the base malts, but it doesn't overtake it, which is nice. It's a little bland. Like, it's a little middle of the road. It is a little bit... It's a little safe. It is a little bit bland. Now, this is something that I kind of have an issue with Great Lakes Brewing. I find some of their beers do tend to be a little bit bland. Um, Maybe even watery, you might say. Like, the flavor doesn't seem to really pop and pump, pump through. This beer is 5.5% ABV. Now, the bottle indicates that it had the spices used are cinnamon, clove, nutmeg, and allspice. Mm-hmm. Picking up anything in particular? Any strong flavor or anything? Yeah, I could do with a little less clove. A lot of clove? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the clove is definitely there. 
Clove is definitely there. Okay, now we've talked about how the beer tastes, but what do you think about the label design? It's a bottle. This is the only one in the Great Pumpkin Bash that is a bottle and won't be in a can. Mm-hmm. I like it. I mean, it's got some nice orange foil around the cap. It's a nice touch. The We've got a nice big pumpkin there, but it's a, it's a transparent label, mm-hmm. so it's not just a... Uh, it's plastic on there, so it's not... Uh, a paper wraparound label. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's nice. I, I, th- I think it's nice. I think it's traditional. Yeah. I mean, as much as I kind of went in on Great Lakes a little bit there, they were, in my memory, one of the OG pumpkin beers out there. I remember this is a pint bottle here. They used to make it in the 750 bottle or the 650 uh, milliliter bottle. But I, I don't know. I think it's pretty good. I think it's a good start to... Yeah. I think it's a good start to the the Great Pumpkin Bash. This bottle, though, retails for $4.95 at the store. Maybe a little bit on the pricier side, I would say, for what you're getting. Well, I think, you know, for what you're getting, sure. But it's because it's a seasonal thing. It's because it's, Mm -hmm. you know, people are willing to pay more for something a little different like that. Yeah. Um, Now, you said a little different, Eric. These pumpkin beers, they're becoming a regular thing. Like, Well, yeah. I found... There's several. I mean, we're going to go through five or six different ones just in this tournament alone this month of October. So it is kind of becoming this thing. I mean, this is also what I was asking you about your love of the pumpkin spice. It's proliferation within society en masse. I mean, it's not just in beer. It's Mm. not just in your lattes. It's in your soap. It's in all kinds of stuff now. Yes. Do you like it in all of these products though, or is it just the beer? I do. I, um, I'm i a big fan of pumpkin pie. I think it's my favorite pie. I like a pumpkin pie, too. Yeah. And I, I feel uh, I feel like a suburbanite. I feel a little bit, you know, a little basic. But I like it, you know? And, uh, and I can't help it. Yeah. And uh, I don't think you're alone there. I think most yeah. people do like it. I think for me, though, it's like you got to be using those real spices, the real pumpkin. I don't yeah. want any extract up in there. And as you can see, you know, I'm wearing my my gray sweatpants with uh, with my alma mater on the butt. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always do that. You got your phone. Ugg boots on. I got my Ugg boots on. You have your bench jacket. Dave on. Matthews is cute on my phone to right. listen to on the way home. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I'm just, I'm, a, I'm taking it in. You're heading down to the old liquor store and getting yourself a pumpkin spice, not latte, but beer. Yeah, yeah, for the evening. Pumpkin yeah. spice latte in the morning. Pumpkin spice beer in the evening, you know. Pumpkin spice all day. Yeah, why not? I don't know why not. I mean, I'm kind of there with you. I don't drink a lot of lattes, but I feel like I would definitely be getting down on some pumpkin spice latte if I was if I was so inclined as to drink them. Now, we're talking about lattes. I want to hit you up with another fall-themed food question, but we're going a little bit scary on this one. Any favorite Halloween candy as a kid or as an adult? Well, I mean, candy corn. Right? You like candy corn? No, I'm just joking. I'm never a big That's fan all. of candy corn. <laughs> I don't like that weird fake marshmallow taste. No, I don't like that at all. I uh, I don't know if I have a favorite. I, I like those rockets. You know the. You liked levels. the rockets? Interesting. Interesting. Good. good. Um, I like sour candy a lot. So mm-hmm. every now and again, you get some one that's got like gumballs that are really Tucker Power. Oh, okay. Yeah. They're good. My parents had a pretty restrictive candy distribution system yeah and i could have one piece of candy right right day so you'd come home and you'd have to like empty the bag out and then they'd take they'd confiscate it well it wouldn't be confiscated i i was to be trusted right it's just but (laughs) we lived in a town where there there was a lot of candy given out and so i'd often have candy left over Mm. when it got back to halloween Oh, really? Because wow. <laughs> Holy cow. That is restrictive. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'd get bags and bags of it. It's, uh... Did your parents ever like try to hand out the candy that you collected the year before? Like, oh, we don't have to buy any candy this year. Don't worry. We still yeah. have some of Eric's left. Just the apples. <laughs> wow. Those apples, they're really <laughs> genetically modified. Yeah. yeah. They last an entire year. <laughs> they double the shrunken heads for the cosmos. <laughs> oh, man. Dried apple slice is very popular at Halloween very popular. nowadays. Yeah, nowadays yeah, for sure. A little pumpkin spice on there. You know, I have to say, I was always big on just in a general way for trick or treating. It was like anybody who's giving me those miniature chocolate bars. I mean, those were great. I, yeah. The rockets are okay, but 
after a while, I find it's like, okay, that's enough with the rockets. You kind of get like rocket overload. Yeah. But those mini chocolate bars, I could eat those till I'm dead. Yeah, because they're actually like product tested. All the yeah. rest of the stuff is like anything with marshmallow in it mm-hmm. is just like you're just taking some industrial sludge and putting chocolate over top. Yeah. I don't I don't want that. No. Uh, but then I, having said that with the rockets, it was almost like you're just taking a bunch of chalk sugar and like <laughs> compressing it into a pellet. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically pellet for kids. <laughs> pellet feeding for it's kids. True. It's true. <laughs> I like the turtles. That's one I, I do like those. Oh, yeah. Did you ever get any like crazy like I remember one house when I was a kid one one Halloween it was like they were giving out full packs of like dentine gum it's like tw- like a twelve pack of you know twelve pieces of gum like full wow. packets no no and the candy apples that was pretty deluxe like homemade candy apples oh was that before all the razor blade talk. <laughs> Yes, I grew up in the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I don't think anyone ever tried to pawn off an apple on me, uh, but there was a couple, you know, I think there was some homemade stuff, and I think my parents were just like, no, we're throwing that out. Yeah, yeah. But in retrospect, I think they debunked all that, that it wasn't actually, no yeah, one it's, really it's got it's in never, trouble. It's never actually happened. No, yeah, I think that's what it was. It was yeah. like, it's never happened. It's it was just happened. this kind of old wives' tale, like this urban legend that sort of yeah. made the rounds. And it was like, oh, yeah, yeah, throw out all the real food people yeah. give you and exactly. only keep all the miniature Snickers bar because that is totally healthy for your kid. Right. right. They will not succumb to illness from just eating chocolate bar after chocolate bar. Right. And like you couldn't get a needle into no. a package without anybody knowing. Yeah, it's I mean, just, I think the whole thing is... It's just garbage. It's yeah. just trying to ruin Halloween. It was big candy, really, that probably big started those rumors. <laughs> yeah, it was big. True. It was big rockets. Yeah, We're losing out so much on these people making their own apples. Can't poison rockets. <laughs> that was the thinking. But you don't. No, no one ever gave out like full size chocolate bars or. Um, we had a, like as I said, we, we I grew up in a town of like three hundred and fifty people. Oh right, in the middle of nowhere, so everybody knew everybody. And in my era, everybody was really generous with the amount that they give out. Yeah. But there were a lot of kids when I was growing up. There was probably like, I don't know, 50, 75 kids or something. Mm-hmm. And the people, because it was a farming community, would get kids coming in from other places. All the farm kids would come in and oh, yeah. town too. So my parents would routinely have over 100 kids come to their door on Halloween. Not anymore. But Jeez, yeah. No, we're still, we're still consuming, still sampling the pumpkin ale Great Lakes Brewery. I have to say, could have done maybe a little bit more work on the naming of the beer. Like, could you at least come up with something different? I mean, Great Lakes has other products. You know, they have a pump, they have a pompous ass uh, pale ale. You know, they have a Canuck lagered ale or whatever. It's like they kind of just pumpkin ale. It's just sort of boring. Well, counterpoint to that, I do get a little tired of of trying to decode beer names to figure out what the hell they are. Right. You know, oh, it's the Aurora Midnight Express. Like, what the hell is that? Yeah, that's true. What kind of beer is that? That's true. Counterpoint accepted. Counterpoint accepted on that. There is something nice about the plainness of it, and you kind of know what you're getting. Yeah. It's a pumpkin beer. Yeah. So, great. I kind of like like the label. I I sort of like the... um, yeah, I like the design of it. It's got some leaves on there indicating fall also. <laughs> Although I guess those are probably the leaves from the pumpkins patch. But hmm. Well, I think we're coming to the end. I mean, we still have a little bit to go in our samples, but I think we can start with some reviews here. Now, Eric, you're the guest. I'm going to ask you to go first. Do you need a refresher on the categories? So we've got taste, we've got label, and we've got fear. <laughs> Close. <laughs> Taste, can design, or in this case, bottle design. Uh-huh. And then the final category, open to massive interpretation, scariness. Uh-huh. Yeah, scariness. Okay. So start wherever you want. Okay. Taste, it, it's um, it's growing on me. I, I find there's not a lot of room to play with a one to three scale. No, but you can do halves. We're open to halves. <laughs> right. yeah. We're open to quarters. Okay. No okay. thirds. Okay. Right. So, well, I think as always, my uh, my ranking is going to be with some provisos so i'm gonna give it a three on taste not because it blew me away okay. i do like a beer that blows me away i like a beer that yep. is like a special it's been aging in my basement for two years yeah and you know it pours out like sludge and everybody has a tiny bit and, and it, it's a massive flavor thing right but this is 
a perfectly acceptable, nothing wrong with it, pumpkin spice beer that's easy to drink. And you could have a few of them without it being a big deal. Right. You know, I, I think my scale rating is is based on could it have been better? I don't think so. As a, as a normal, standard, safe pumpkin beer, I think it did exactly what it tried to do. Okay. So we have a three out of three on taste. Bottle design? Uh, I'm going to give it a three as well, you know? Maybe... maybe this Very is, generous. This isn't leaving me a lot of room to improve, I guess, but uh, it's nice. As I said, I like the transparent part. It's it's kind of basic. It's, uh, it's no mistaking it. You'd see it from across the store. You'd know what's in there. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay. And then the final category scariness okay well this is this is a one i'm i'm not scared uh it's just a beer true yeah it's just a beer okay um it's it's the where it got points in the other two categories for being safe and sessionable yeah it loses on it loses on the scariness it doesn't pop right okay Understood. Okay, those are pretty good scores. I'm going to go with mine. Um, I'll start with taste. You start with taste. I think I'm going to go. I'm going to go two for taste. I'm going to be a little bit harder on it because I feel like it's nice, but I do feel like it is kind of basic. It's just sort of like the spice is there, the pumpkin's there, but it's not kind of popping for me as much as I maybe want it to. It's good, like you said. I appreciate the the comment that you could have a couple of them and it's not a big deal. Whereas if maybe the spice level was too much. You'd only have one or yeah. a half pint or something like that. Um, bottle design, uh, I think I'm going to have to give it a two and a half. We're going into the halves for this. I like kind of the, I like the labeling. It's sort of see-through. You can still see the beer and even there's like cutouts on the jack-o'-lantern that's on the front of it. So you could see the beer through that. I like those. I like the simplicity of it. It's not, I mean, I've, I you kind of hit it on the, on the head when you said, you know, it's not this crazy named beer. So it's very easy to understand what it is and what it isn't. Mm-hmm. The little, the little orange foil on top is a nice addition. It's not, nece- it's not really necessary, but it's kind of a fun addition. Yeah. I'm going to give it a 2.5 out of three. And then the final level scariness, Eric, I'm right there with you. I'm going to give it a one because <laughs> there's nothing scary about this about this bottle or this beer, I think it's the most wholesome maybe of all the beers we're going to try in this episode. So we'll give it a one. Now I'm just doing the math very quickly here and it has a 12 and a half out of 18. So this is the pumpkin ale by Great Lakes Brewery. 12 and a half out of 18. Solid B. Yeah. I think that's a decent score. I mean, it has the disadvantage of going first. So We'll see. We'll have to compare it against the other ones. Hey, we might get some that are worse than this. And we might have some that are better. And I think there's nothing wrong with that. Like we kind of talked about, it's kind of right there. It's like a good baseline, I think, this beer. It's a good one to start with. So we're we're about to move on to our second beer. We're just going to take a quick break here. Stay with us. Because it's the scariest month of the year, we have a very special Tales from the Brit. Ooh, good one. Ooh, you got to put in some scary music to set the mood. Just imagine we're sitting around a campfire, and Britt is about to regale us with a scary story. Listener discretion. If you're listening to this tale alone in your car, don't. Well, let's not say that, Britt, because that's actually going to impact <laughs> our audience. So. <laughs> okay, I've warned you. Okay, but you've warned people, so that's <clears throat> fine. Okay. So this story happened to a friend of a friend. So one night, this couple was driving, late at night, because I don't know, that's what you do. Mm-hmm. And they're driving, and they're driving, and they decide to take like the country roads, because it was like more fun, romantic. But unfortunately, the boyfriend frequently runs out of gas. Right. So guess what? They run out of gas. Naturally. So they have to pull over. Mm-hmm. And then the boyfriend's like, okay, well, I remember seeing a gas station, you know, however, a few kilometers back. So I'm going to go get gas. And oh, yeah, their cell phones were dead. Naturally. Yeah. So this happened in the cell phone era. Yeah, but like flip phone era. So you didn't really have like. Yeah, so like. Happened to a friend of a friend. The like service wasn't ago. good. You couldn't text anybody yet. Yeah, like you weren't into texting. It just had a flip phone. You didn't really have car chargers. Right. There was no internet access. Yeah. Okay. 
And it was late at night, so they didn't want to call their parents. Even if their phones weren't working, they were they were like, oh, we don't want our parents to know. So this is know. like a young couple. Yeah, okay. like high school, right. whatever. So the boyfriend's like, okay, well, I'll go back and I'll get the gas, but you stay here. And she's like, no, I shouldn't stay here. I should come with you. And he's like, no, because what if someone drives by or something? You can get someone for help. It's a long walk. And, you know, it was like kind of misty and foggy. She didn't want to wreck her hair. She's like, okay, fine, I'll stay in the car. And he's like, okay, well, whatever happens, like, just make sure you stay in here. Don't come looking, just stay in the car. Right. So he leaves. She's obviously bored. She's like sitting in there, sitting in there. She's like, oh, maybe I should go find him because it seems like it was for taking a long time. And then she's like, no, he said, just stay in the car. So she just stays in the car. And then she sort of like drifts asleep for a little bit. <clears throat> but she's woken up by this sound. This the like, boyfriend returning with the gas? No. Oh. Okay. She's woken up by this. And she's like, where is that sound coming from? She thought maybe it was him. So she's kind of looking out the windows, but she can't see. Mm-hmm. And it just keeps going. She's like, what is that? Maybe is it on the roof? Should I put the windows down? Should is I get it the muffler? Out? Is it the... You're ruining the scary vibe. He's in this car alone. There's no lights, Drew. And right. he just hears this. Just a knock. So this goes on for like a few minutes. And she's just sitting there. Then all of a sudden, she sees lights blaring in her face. Mm-hmm. And she hears someone on a megaphone saying, Ma'am, get out of the car. But whatever you do, do not look back. Do not look up. Right. Do nothing. Just get out of the car. Just get out of the car. I'm a police officer. It's okay. It's the cops. Get out of the car. They found them joyriding. This curfew's done. Drew. What? Just wait. Okay. Sorry. I didn't know it was going to be scary. I thought <clears throat> it's scary because the cops <clears throat> got involved. So she gets out of the car, walks towards the cop, and then she looks back. He said not to. She did it anyway. And she sees this man standing on a hood, hunched over with her boyfriend's head on a stick, tapping it. Oh, man. So he was on, on the roof of the car Yeah. that she was in. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. And Did to you... this day, she never goes driving at night. Well, no. I mean, you always make sure that that gas tank's full if you ever do go driving. She doesn't. She doesn't even drive? She'll never drive in the night. Wow. Hmm. So Did... my friend told me. Hmm. It was her friend, friend of a friend. Right. Do you think the guy was the? It was like the gas station attendant who had the boyfriend's head on the stick. Never, no. They never caught him and never found the rest of the. They body. didn't catch him. They were right there. Nope. <clears throat> the because then, by the there. time the cop got the girl, the guy had vanished into thin air, and they never found the boyfriend's body. They never found the body. Did they find the head? Nope. He vanished with the head. Yeah. Hmm. Weird. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I'm a little spooked. Yeah, see, if you were in the car alone, you'd be spooked. There, everyone's checking their gas tanks. Check my arms. I've got goose pimples. Checking <laughs> checking your cell phone battery. Check my cell phone battery. Well, we have the internet now, so if the, we ever run into that problem, I mean... You just you, call CAA. You just call CAA, or you just go on Google. You just search, you know, car out of gas. What do I do? Well, it would probably bring up this story to say travel... Well, I don't know. Would it have been better to travel together? Then they'd both be gone. I mean, worst case scenario, you just start, you know, playing Candy Crush or something, pass the time. Probably wouldn't even notice if there's some sort of murderous <clears throat> gas station attendant around. Yeah, we'll never know. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I'm scared, but we're ready to move on to the next beer. Thanks, Brit, for a very scary Tales from the Brit. And here we go. We're back. We have beer number two coming up. And Eric, we kind of made fun of the Great Lakes Pumpkin Ale for having kind of a basic name. This next beer is gonna name is gonna blow your socks off. Oh, we have the Pumpkin Ale by Lake of Bays Brewing Co. Oh my god! So my basically, the ex- <laughs> they're all over. Did I just blow your Uggs off? Yeah, yeah. They're basically the exact same. Name for the beer and almost the same name for the brewery, Great Lakes Brewery versus this one, the Lake of Bays Brewing Co. Uh-huh. Ooh, this one's pouring much more orange than the first one. Much more amber, I should say, although it does seem almost orange. Mm-hmm. A little more head retention. It's nice. Yep. Cheers. Cheers. Not mm-hmm. as much on the nose. No. Good roastiness. Good roastiness. Getting some roastiness. A lot less pumpkin. No, I'm not really picking up much pumpkin at all. Or the pumpkin spice, I guess. It's not really the 
I'm not making up much spice either. Hmm. Now, on this can, the roasted quality is really coming through. Subtle notes of nut and caramel. Yeah, I could see that. I can see that. Caramel. There's a sweetness. Yeah. It's but, not as sweet as the other one. No. It says vanilla and spice it's using here. Spice? Pumpkin, vanilla. Just, just spice? Spices. Yeah, so in the ingredients, special ingredient, pumpkin. Doesn't even say necessarily there's what the spices are. The malts are Turo, Carahel, wheat, and chocolate. So the chocolate is where we're getting that roastiness from. He who drinks the spice drinks the world, you know? Yeah. I don't know about this one. I never like when they just put on the can spices. It's like, can we get a little bit more yeah. vague on that? You this know? isn't KOC. You don't need to be hiding it. Yeah, I mean, don't hide it. We're not asking for exact amounts here, but at least the other... Uh, the other can, the, the pumpkin ale from Great Lakes, they kind of went into some detail about the nutmeg and the allspice. This one's just spices, but to be honest with you, I'm not really tasting much spice. No. And no. I'm not sure that the chocolate really helped things either. Because I'm not, no. I don't know if we want a roasted flavor. I find it, it's it's a really kind of a muddy flavor. There's no defining qualities to it. No. Like it's just... Um, I have to agree with you there. It's not, um, there's nothing that's really jumping out other than the roastiness it's like okay it's roasted but that's not really a pumpkin or even a fall no sort no. of flavor profile if i was drinking this blindfolded i wouldn't put it as a pumpkin spice beer no the previous one it was nice and crisp it was clean mm -hmm. if, you know if, if middle of the road it had a cleanliness to it yeah. you know this one it could be any beer it looks like any beer it tastes like any beer it smells like any beer um hmm yeah, it's a little yeah. disappointing, to be honest. It's 6% alcohol. Now, there's wheat in there, too, which you would think would maybe add a bit of sweetness. But it's a little bit sweet, but not super, super sweet. I I just don't like the flavor profile. I yeah. find it really... The, um, the roastiness, to me, is just killing everything. It's like all I'm it, getting is kind of roastiness. But it doesn't have the body to back that up. No. The body is very light. Now, this is... Lake of Bays Brewing Co. I again with them with their with their brewery. I find a lot of their stuff has the same sort of thing. It's like not super flavorful for what they're trying to get across to to you with mm -hmm. their uh, with their beer recipes. But I don't know six percent ABV. I'm not even really getting the six percentness. I mean, it's tasting a little bit strong, but I think the roastiness is kind of killing everything for me. I think that that might have been the mistake. Mm -hmm. Like adding the chocolate malts um, would give you that roastiness. I think they it's almost as if they added that for color because the color is like orange. It's, it's, it's almost yeah, it's it's amber. It's really would, what you would want for a pumpkin. It's kind of giving off that sort of vibe, but I think yeah. it's imparting too much of a roasted quality. It's, it's almost like there's smoked malt in there. Just a little bit. Yeah. On the aftertaste, there's yeah. a bit of a smokiness. Which, I, yeah, I think I see what you're saying there. I, I just don't know that that fits it. Like it has the, um, it has some qualities of a big, bold beer, but not all of them, like not all of them, not mm -hmm. enough of them to make it a big, bold beer. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it doesn't do the lightness properly and it doesn't do the darkness properly. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's a good point. What do you think about the can? Does can? We're not into the rating system, but. Yeah, I kind of I mean, like it. It's got it's like fine. a funny, fun little crow there on top of a pumpkin. Yeah, yeah. It's nice. Um, Very, like, again, basic like the other one. It's not trying to do too, too much. No, it's all orange. Uh, yeah, crow or raven or something on a pumpkin. I, I don't... <laughs> just just from a nitpicky perspective, yeah. the crow's beak merges with the black circle around the logo. It should either be up and be a, a, yeah. a thing up. That covers part of the. Logo. It should cover part of the, yeah, or be separate from it. Mm -hmm. But this is just touching another design element, which I, I find strange and a bit sloppy. Yeah, it's almost like they were like, well, we couldn't possibly cover up the logo because people then wouldn't be able to know who manufactured the beer. But maybe, but that's a big thing in a lot of design. Like, you, you know, Rolling Stone, you've got the person. Over top yeah, it's like the, you know what magazine you're looking at. You, know. you can see the role, and then who cares if the rest is completely covered by Wiz Khalifa or whoever happens to be on sure. the cover. And even if they did have the Raven up higher, you'd still see Lake of Bays. It might cover this part where it says yeah, Raven Company. Maybe a bit of vanity there. 
maybe. maybe not fully understanding what they were trying to do. It would have worked too if it was just lower and not touching. But yeah. having design elements touch the frame or touch other things without it being intentional seems a little bit lazy. Interesting. So as we sip on this, Eric, I have another Halloween-based question for you. Any Halloween costumes from your childhood that you remember as particular standouts? I mean, you said you were in a small community, so did you dress up like, was it kind of crazy or did you just kind of wear the same thing every year? No, it was different every year. I, um, I remember fondly being a Ghostbuster. Oh, nice. Uh, nice so one. I had uh, some coveralls um, with, you know, various accoutrements. And then I had a super soaker, one of those big super soakers as, yep. my, as my gun that came out of my backpack. And I could had wires wrapped around it and, and various things. Um, I don't remember a lot of other costumes, to be frank. Um, Ghostbusters is a good one, too. Also Halloween themed mm-hmm. with the ghosts. Great movie. You big fan of Ghostbusters 1 or Ghostbusters 2? Oh, I think they're both great movies. Yeah. A lot yeah. of people seem to really dislike Ghostbusters 2. But I think it's pretty good. I think it's pretty good. It's, it's been a long time. As I, far as sequels go, it's not like yeah. terrible. I certainly remember the first one better. Yeah. I mean, the first one is canon. The second one is sort of riding on the coattails. But as far as riding coattails, I mean, yeah, pretty good riding of those coattails. I do remember a costume, but this wasn't from when I was a kid. Okay. Well, it can be from when you were a teen or uh, like an adult, young adult, yeah, whatever. My, my Could have been 20s. last year. It was my late twenties. I um, I dressed up as the wife of William Burroughs, uh, and I held a giant party. This was when I lived in Victoria. I had mm-hmm. a huge party. It was 150, 200 people crammed into my house. It was just this massive thing, and uh, and so I put on a nice a nice little black slip and a wig, and. Uh, story of William Burroughs is he and his wife, and I, rem- I can't remember her name, uh, they went to Mexico, mm-hmm. and uh, at one point in their drug-induced haze, she put an apple on her head, he shot it off, missed, shot her in the head. Oh, okay, that was the, the famed apple shooting story. Yeah, well, there's the William Tell story. That's, oh, that's where okay. it came from originally, but this, oh, was, right. this was them playing their William Tell routine. Uh, and so he killed her, and so my, my costume was a with an apple on my head mm-hmm. with a gunshot, like fake tattoo and yeah, yeah. blood all down my slip. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Had a great party. Weirdest thing though. Like that's pretty obscure, you know, fairly Yeah, obscure. I had no idea what you're talking about, but go on. Right. So in this house that I lived in with a bunch of other people in Victoria, across the street, a couple of other young people moved in. And so we thought, oh, we're having a big party. We'll invite these people. We don't know them. So they come over, and it's a couple, the woman, dressed as the same person. Wow. Same costume. And now, is there any connotation with that event with Halloween? The William Burroughs shooting the wife? Oh, geez, I don't remember. And no, do you I, think it actually was an accident? Or I don't, have I you don't just want to speculate on wife, that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, whose idea was it? It was like, hey, honey, uh, why don't you put this apple on your head, and I'll definitely <laughs> shoot it off. <laughs> yeah. This was ten years ago, I'm a little... A little uh, hazy on the details at this point. Not the actual shooting, but the, the party, party you were talking party. about. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't have, like, great memories from when I was a kid of Halloween costumes. Like, nothing really stands out as, oh, man, that was so awesome. I remember one time in university, we had a pretty cool costume. My roommates and I, we all, we all dressed up as gang members, and we all wore green. Mm-hmm. Like, as much green as we possibly could, and we went as gang green. That's... It's kind of like a pun. It's kind of like a pun. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> but it was pretty fun because we all kind of got to dress up as different. Like one of us was like, you know, a, a, like a, a like a Southern California like Mexican gang member, and another one was like, you know, I wore like a bandana around my face, and you know, he had like cool hats and stuff. So it was like we all kind of got to put our own spin on it. But we were all housemates, so when we arrived at a party to get the party together, it was like. We're gang green, the four of us, all housemates. It's good. That was pretty cool. Now, I don't dress up so much anymore, but when I have more recently in my adulthood, uh, in the more recent uh, past, I go as a character I've dubbed Hobo Millionaire, (laughs) which is... Elon Musk? (laughs) Soon. (laughs) Soon. (laughs) He'll just have one of those Tesla batteries in his bindle (laughs) walking around. (laughs) I'll shoot you to space. I'll shoot you to space. (laughs) <laughs> Hobo Spaceman. 
So my hobo millionaire costume is, you know, I kind of dress up like a hobo. I have the whole bindle. I have the like the tattered clothes and the top hat with the top of the top hat sort of punched out at the Very top. Nice. Yeah. Blackened tooth. Uh-huh. Um, but then the millionaire part is then I kind of add some accessories where it's like I have a gold chain. I have a gold tooth, not a black tooth. Uh-huh. I also have a white sash that has $1 million written on it. Uh-huh. So. Alaska. Yeah, it's kind of like a play on the Simpsons character. I don't know if you remember. There's one episode where um, there's sort of like a homeless man who wins the lottery, or he he developed. He was the original creator of Itching Scratchy, and then he like becomes a millionaire because of it. But he still maintains his sort of hobo attitude of life. Mm-hmm. But now he's just rich, so he has like a sports car and stuff. But he still wants to shine somebody's shoes, you know. So it's uh-huh. sort of like this play on. Well, I'm a hobo, but and now I'm a millionaire, but that doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to fix my top hat or stop carrying a bindle around. It's just now in the bindle, I'll have expensive canned goods instead of, you know, the, the yeah. dented dollar store cans. Yeah, yeah. It's good. It's good. Yeah. So we're finishing up the Lake of Bays Brewing Co. Pumpkin Ale, second beer named solely Pumpkin Ale on the, on the episode so far. Hopefully the third can won't also be called Pumpkin Ale. It's going to be very confusing. Eric, I, are you ready to give your ratings here? Oh, man. Okay. Yeah, I can do this. Can We've do kind this. of talked about it already, but... So, flavor, as I said, I'm, I'm just not not digging it. I don't think it's balanced. I don't think it stands out at all. I think it's just a muddy flavor, uh, unrefined. Could have been a lot better. I'm giving it a one. Wow. One for taste for Eric. Yeah. All right. Put that down on the big board. Now you have can design and scariness left. Yeah, can design. I, I mean, I hate to knock these folks down just because the raven touches the circle. The the can's a little boring. I, I like the raven. It's just, it's it's a discount designer. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a rookie mistake. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give it a, I don't know, a two, I guess. Okay. Fine. You're being charitable. I'm being charitable. Remember, you can do halves, but yeah, I know. I've already written down two, so you'll have to just keep that in mind for oh, your next geez. score. But. All right. Uh, and scariness, I, I, I'll give it a one and a half because of the Raven. Okay. 1.5. I'm just going to write, or maybe, you know, B slash C Raven. Yeah. One and a half because, uh, it's scary that this made it through product testing. Well, you're actually (laughs) racing down my ratings, Eric, and I'm going to give it a three because it's so scary that they're even calling this a pumpkin ale (laughs) and people are buying it. So I'm going to give them a three for that. Wow. It's scary bad. That's really a strange way to do ratings. Yeah. Well, yeah. Scary. The, the category is scariness, so it's really anybody's right. call. All right. Okay. Now, as far as taste goes, I'm right there with you. I'm going to have to give it a one, single one, because I just feel like you're right. It's muddled. It's, they don't know. It doesn't know what it wants to be. I think no. adding the chocolate in there, the chocolate malts was just a wrong mistake. I don't yeah. think... I don't think you want a roasted quality. If you were going to get a roastedness, roast the pumpkin, roast the pumpkin seeds, or roast the, the spices or something. Don't add roasted malts to create that level of darkness. I think that's kind of where they went wrong. As far as can design, I see what you're saying. The Raven, I like the Raven. I see what you mean, though. I think the Raven should have been more prominent. It felt like they came up with the Raven on the on the on sitting on the pumpkin design. And then they were like, hey, throw that on there, but make sure it doesn't block our logo yeah whereas i feel like they maybe could have like lessened the logo i'm gonna give it i'm just gonna give it a 1.5 it would have just got a one but that raven's bumping it up to a 0.5 i just noticed something there is a like a false image like a ghost image of a of a field there's a fence and a scarecrow a tree and oh is there oh okay it's so faint oh i get you yeah i see it now so i stand by my what did I give it for that? Two? You gave it a two, I which I think by, is good. Yeah, I think it's. I think it earns the two. I'm still going to give it a one point five. I think I've already given it its rating. I mean, to be honest, like those are nice features, but if I couldn't even see them, it's well, been sitting on well, the table for half an hour. Yeah, like we've been it, staring yeah. at this beer for fifteen minutes. Like, yeah, what was the point, really? Right. If you were yeah. going to do it, do it so that people can actually notice it. It's sort of an afterthought. I think that's that encapsulates the whole beer. Like, if you're going to do it, do it well. Good point. Very strong point, Eric. So I'm just going to tally up the scores here. Moment of silence while I tally. 10 out of 18, the beer scores. 
So it passed. It is drinkable. I think that's reflective. It's yeah, I mean, let's is, be let's be is. honest. I mean, very often with this podcast, and especially when I have guests on, they're very worried about, ooh, I don't want to like say something mean. If the beer has made it to the store shelves, it's drinkable. It's just a question of, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. I know, you know, it's like you can always find something positive, And I think that we yeah. found some positives with beer, but unfortunately it falls, you know, a little bit shy of the previous one. It does, but to be fair, you gave it a three, which bumps it up in the rating, but you gave it a three for being bad. Yeah. So in reality, <laughs> the score should be, it should probably have failed. <laughs> right. But as I said, I mean, you can find a silver lining in all things, and I think I found like a sort of a loophole in the scariness category. Yeah, yeah. It's scary. The otherwise very regimented scariness category. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, I mean, it's a matter of, oh my God, are you totally spooked by this can? Yeah. We weren't spooked by it. We were spooked by the, how it tasted and how it sort of missed the mark on almost everything. You know what? I'm finding a lot of, um, I'm seeing a lot though at the pumpkin spice lineups at the coffee house is the ankle socks inside a pair of Birkenstocks. That seems to be the popular oh, look now. We're running socks and stocks, are we? Yeah. So you might want to switch that up. The Uggs are yeah. out. I'm a middle-aged guy. I, I can't pull off uh, socks and stuff. Mm-hmm. Or as I call it, Birkin socks. I mean, I feel like there's definitely an <laughs> advertising is... thing there with that. <laughs> the Birkenstock people, if you want to reach out to the Sudscast, we're on Instagram at <laughs> Sudscast, Suds underscore cast, or Gmail, SudsBeerCast at gmail.com. Now accepting sponsors. Now accepting sponsors. Hit us up. You might make it into the next commercial break, which we're about to take right now as we head into our third and final beer of the episode. Stay with us. This is the Great Pumpkin Bash. This is the Sudscast. Hey, Britt, you look really relaxed. What's your secret? Switching to Anchor FM. Huh? Since we moved the Sudscast to Anchor FM, podcasting has been a breeze. Just name a podcast app, and I bet we're on it. iTunes? On it. Spotify? Yep. Google Podcasts? Been there for ages. We're on Podbean, Stitcher, CastBox, just to name a few. Is the Sudscast on Caster Blaster? Hmm. I don't know. That's because I just made that one up. Oh. But if it existed, we'd be on it. That's true. Thanks, everybody, for all the support. Follow us on Instagram, send us an email, and give us a review on any of your podcasting apps. And here we go. We're back for the third and final beer of this episode, the first episode of the Great Pumpkin Bash. We're going to have another episode where we're going to have a couple other beers that we're going to rate, and then those beers combined with the beers from this episode the top two beers will face off in one final podcast Damn. the month of October to determine who takes home the golden treat bag as the best pumpkin beer on the store shelves today. Now, the third beer, Eric, it's not called pumpkin ale. Hey, well, how do we know what it is? <laughs> I guess we're just going to have to go by the name they give it. Tales from the Patch Pumpkin Porter by Big Rig Brewery. I'm already excited. A little bit afraid. Um, Where's the fear coming from? Is it the can? It's the can. Tales from the patch. You know, that there's lots of lots of spooky things that happen in patches. Uh-huh. <laughs> Patches of things. Yeah. You know? Have you ever been in a pumpkin patch late at night? Uh, I have. I have too. Yeah. It is pretty scary. It is a little bit scary. Uh, Especially when you're hurling pumpkins at each other in the moonlight. Yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't tasted even smelled this beer yet. I'm already more impressed than, than what I've been. So well, this is a pouring quite dark. Quite dark. It yeah. is a porter. Yeah. It's got some nice head retention, as as you would expect mm-hmm. from a, a porter. It's got a very nice aroma. There's some vanilla in there. There's definitely the depth. It smells delicious. I don't smell pumpkin or pumpkin spice yet, um, but that's okay. I'm already excited. I don't know. I smell some vanilla. Cheers, Eric. Cheers. Ooh. Wow. I like that. That is nice. It's delicious. However, oh, where is the pumpkin? I don't know. That's a good question. That's a heavy vanilla porter. Yeah. Well, it's a it's a heavy on the vanilla 
porter. It's not a particularly heavy beer. There's a little bit of kind of pumpkin-y in the aftertaste yeah. of, the, of the vanilla. Yeah. I'm getting that too. Now, this was another beer that had the ingredients listed as pumpkin and spices. Mm -hmm. Someone else trying to control the spice. Yeah, so they're not really telling you exactly what kind of spices you're using. But I have to say, there's a creaminess. And I can't tell if the creaminess is the vanilla or is that the pumpkin. Now, pumpkin's not necessarily known for being creamy. When you think about a pumpkin pie, there's a bit of a creaminess to it. Like there's a condensed milk sort of a thing <laughs> like a, a cream yeah would say. some say what some would say a high sugared cream <laughs> just taking so there is pumpkin in there yeah eric eric's inspecting the can oh you've got lactose there's your oh okay that would be where the creaminess is coming from mm -hmm. spices yeah just spices now yeah so it's not so heavy on the spices but the the vanilla and the lactose is is interesting mm-hmm I'm kind of liking it. I mean, what this beer is doing that unfortunately the Lake of Bay's Pumpkin Ale, the number two beer, is it's giving us the darkness, but it's not giving us the roastedness. There's a bit no. of roast, but I mean, it's, not, a bit over, of roast it's not overpowering. As a normal porter roast. Yeah, it's what not, you would expect. Uh, I, I, Yeah, I just feel like it's, it, it is delicious. I would drink this often, uh, but again, if you had taken the pumpkin off of the can or if I didn't if I didn't see the can, yep. I would say, oh, it's a it's a delicious vanilla porter. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have put it anywhere close to a pumpkin. You know, that's fine, I guess. Now, this one is 5.8%. Oh, I forgot to mention, the number two beer was 3.45. The Lake of Bay's pumpkin ale was $3.45 for a pint, a can, mm. a 16-ounce pint. And this one, the number three beer, Tales from the Patch Pumpkin Porter by Big Rig Brewery, is three dollars and twenty cents, so a little bit cheaper, about a quarter cheaper. I think it's worth it. I mean, I think that's a steal in a lot of sense. Yeah, comparing this one to the number two beer, the Pumpkin Ale Lake of Bays, is I think I prefer this one. Oh, I would drink this every day. Yeah, it's a little less expensive. I also want to just say all of these beers are from the Ontario province, Can Craft, all craft brewed beers, Can Craft. They all fall under that segment heading. So. Yeah, 5.8%. I I like the vanilla. I like the darkness. I don't know. I think the spicing is there. It's just very, very faint on the aroma. It's it's heavy on the vanilla, but I feel like there's a little bit of spice, but it's not overpowering. Mm -hmm. Now, um, I don't know if the light switch is available. Yeah, good question. Good question. Is it available? Because this can, the label, glows in the dark. Let's do it. Okay, hold on. I'm going to turn out the lights and oh, we'll God. see. I'm so scared. Turning up the lights in the studio. Get all the lights. Quaking in my Ugg boots. Is it glowing? Very lightly, but yes. Yeah, it's sort of glowing. I don't know, Eric, what do you think? I think uh, it's not totally dark in here, so I... It's not totally dark, but let's be honest. In what situation is it, are you in complete darkness and you're drinking a can of this beer? Just when I'm contemplating my hopes and dreams. Yeah. I mean, you're sitting at home, you don't have any of the lights on... Mm -hmm. You're drinking right out of the can because you couldn't even pour it into a glass. It's so damn dark. Who's got the time? I think that that's a bit of a... I don't know. Is it worth it to have a label that glows in the dark? Well, you know, I don't know if I want to answer that question. I It's gimmicky, mm -hmm. but the beer backs it up. Yeah, it's all, but it, I mean, part of me is almost like, did you need to have a can that glows in the dark when you're creating a beer that's kind of this decent? Okay, that's fair. On the other hand... If anything, the number two beer, the Lake of Bay's Pumpkin Ale, could have used the glow-in-the-dark. Make, the <laughs> make the crow on that can glow-in-the-dark. Yeah, that would have been great. That would yeah, been that great. probably would have increased its score overall. It would have. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but why not? You know, I've never had a can of beer glow-in-the-dark before. That's true. Uh, Valid point. I, I don't know. Good on you for trying, I think. You know what else I like about this pumpkin um, Halloween-inspired beer? Mm. It's a porter, so it's dark, which is like, I think, a lot more fitting of Halloween, mm. you know? Yeah. I mean, it's fitting thematically, right? Yeah. You don't want the darkness. But it's also this time of year. Like, it's getting colder. It's been yeah, raining. Yeah, like porters for are kind of coming in. Yeah, it's yeah, been raining. I want, I want a nice, heavy, comforting beer at this time of year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And at 5.8%, I mean, it's somewhat heavy, but you don't taste it. The alcohol is not no, super it's not noticeable. A, it's, not a, it's not a really weighty beer that way. No. And in the same way that I liked 
the the first beer we had, the Great Lakes Brewery Pumpkin Ale, I liked that it had the spice quality. Mm-hmm. It sort of reminded me more of fall and not so much about Halloween, whereas this beer to me, with the can and with the actual style of beer, the, the porter, it is kind of reminding me of Halloween. It's not necessarily just about fall. It's yeah. about, no, this is like Halloween, baby. It's, this is why fall's special. Yeah, put on mm-hmm. that scream mask. Yeah. And go out with your pillowcase. It's time to trick or treat. Yeah. And you leave your li- razor blades at home. Yeah. Keep the razor blades out of the out apples. Of we cannot say that enough. No razor blades in the apples. And you know, it's funny. Uh, as it sits in an aftertaste in my mouth, as mm-hmm. it just kind of percolates there, I'm getting more pumpkin mm-hmm. as it sits. I didn't get any at the beginning. It's There's definitely pumpkin in there. But I think with the porter and the like darkness of the malt profile yeah. and the vanilla aroma, it's kind of sort of muddled in there a little bit. But I feel like it's in there. It's just kind of it's, it's like coming it, at a different time. It's like it's on my breath. I can I can taste it when I'm exhaling. Yeah, you know, it's kind of dare I say creeping in. Scary, Herrick, you're scaring me. Oh, scary. Yeah, creeping in. Nice mm-hmm. pun. Good pun work. As we sample along, Eric, I have. Another question for you. Mm. There's a lot of monsters and ghouls that come out this time of year. What's the scariest one for you? Like, are you more scared of a Dracula, a Frankenstein? Yeah, this is easy to answer for A me. mummy? Okay. Again, it's a bit of a lengthy story. Yeah. Not a lengthy story, but it's... Uh, do you remember... You're younger than I am, but do you remember the Ghostbusters cartoon? That uh, briefly, yes. Okay. In... The Ghostbusters cartoon, and this never made it into the live action, there was a character called the Boogeyman. Mm -hmm. And the Boogeyman had sort of a a monstrous head that was oversized for a small body, and it it had, uh, like, hooven feet uh, that it walked around on and made this awful sound. And I had a dream when I was a little, little kid after watching the episode of the Ghostbusters with this character where the boogeyman was walking around in my town, specifically where the train tracks went through my, my little farming community. Yeah. And I woke up terrified. And it's, I think, the only dream I can remember from when I was a kid. But it remains the scariest character for me ever made. Wow. Uh, yeah, so that's, that is the root of my horror. Hmm, interesting. I'll put you down for boogeyman. Yeah. Or yeah. boogie person. Uh, no, I think it was, I think definitely this male. character definitely identified male. as male. Yeah. Identified as male? Okay. Yeah. I, I didn't ask specifically, but... Uh, okay. Well, I don't know. I'm kind of afraid of a Dracula because they're just so smart, you know? Those vampires, like, they're kind of smart. Yeah. Like, they've been alive for so long that they could just totally, you know, they could mm-hmm. outwit you so easily. Yeah. Like a Frankenstein, a mummy, those are kind of like, duh, duh, sort of like, you just know. raw strength. Yeah, it's yeah. more raw strength than just sort of the stalking thing, whereas a Dracula, it's like, no, like a Dracula will come up with some inventive way to get you. Yeah. That you never would have thought of. Just like it did that person 900 years ago. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, they can transform into a bat, which is kind of cool. They yeah, have cool. like transformation things. Like there's no... There's no, I mean, a werewolf transforms from a human into a werewolf, but a Dracula is a Dracula all the time, whereas a werewolf is only a werewolf during a full moon. So really, you only really have to worry during a full moon, right? But a Dracula always oppresses. Always around. Anytime it's dark. Yeah. And, and, you know, and you could be just walking through the forest like, I'm all fine. And then all of a sudden there's a bat. It's like, oh, that's a Dracula. Yeah. You're done for. Now, to split hairs, isn't Dracula one vampire yeah but it's more funny if you call it a dracula as opposed to a vampire so okay. it's kind of a more of a funny thing to do okay. we're just finishing up <laughs> tales from the patch pumpkin porter from big rig brewery eric you're the guest mm. the last tasting of the night the last beer we're gonna try yeah <clears throat> it's time for you to start your rating system begin wherever you will yeah we're gonna start with taste again i'm going a solid three i think there is nothing I would change about this beer. Three out of three. Uh, I, I originally had some reservations about it not being pumpkin-y enough, and that may be the case for some listeners. As I said, now that I've been drinking it, it sits on your tongue, and I'm exhaling, and I'm, I'm getting a pumpkin idea out of this. This is really nice. But the vanilla and the, the roastiness, the, the porter aspects balance perfectly. 
the alcohol is is really balanced in there too. It doesn't feel like a five point eight. All around a, a wonderful, wonderful beer. Nice. Continue with you have can design. Yeah, can design. Let me let me just grab this little bugger. Okay, you mentioned so the glow in the dark. Yeah. So it's a it's a it's a nice gray uh, backdrop with black hands and trees. You know, zombie kind of hands coming out, and then this giant circle. That is uh, glow in the dark yellow. I would say that's almost like the full moon. Yeah, it's a it's a moony kind yeah, of a thing. It's like a full moon. And then in the middle of that, with the hands not touching, yeah, see where we're going there. Yes, yes. Uh, is this very angry looking jack o' lantern face, and then on top, in a sort of sixties um, horror movie font, tales from the patch pumpkin porter scrolled across. Really nice design. The the fact that it's glow in the dark, it's a little gimmicky. It stands on its own, I think, even without that. Yeah. I, I would give that a three as well. I think that's really eye-catching. It's beautifully designed. Okay. Uh, it's It's got a really nice uh, aesthetic to it. Nice. And then the final category. You know, I hate to do this. Scariness. It's it's scary. You've got your bloody candles in the dark. I'm going to give you a three out of that. Oh, my you know? goodness. They just got a perfect score they from Eric. A perfect score. I, I wow. have no problems with this beer. I was really impressed. You know, I don't want to say I'm going to run the table on a perfect score as well, but I got it. I don't know. You know, I think that, I think for taste, I'm going to knock them a half point because I feel like the spices is not quite there. Okay. The vanilla is quite prominent, but the other spices are not as prominent. I feel like maybe they could have done a little bit more with one of the other spices that goes along with vanilla. I bet though, I bet that if it wasn't there, we would notice. Yeah, I think it's filling out. I, I think I think you're right. Like I, I kind of commented earlier that I think the spice is there. It's just the vanilla is sort of overpowering the aroma. So you're smelling the vanilla and you're not necessarily tasting the spice. Yeah, and you can't necessarily smell the spice. So I'm gonna only do a two point five, but I think that's just to kind of knock it down a little bit rather yeah. than give it a full score. All right. I think everything you said about the can design. I got to give it a three. I mean, the glow in the dark is a gimmick, but even without the glow in the dark, you have the zombie hands, you have sort of a grass uh, at the bottom, grass sort of feel that like the, the, there's like a full moon and that creates the glow in the dark. And the jack-o'-lantern's quite nice. I like the font on the tails from the patch. I like the fact that they gave the beer a name rather than just pumpkin ale. Like yeah. they at least did something. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that it does the whole, I don't think it does the whole thing. I mean, the glow in the dark, I don't necessarily think that it worked that well. At least it didn't work for us. I don't know if that has something to do with the can being cold or warm or if that has any effect on it. Scariness. I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a three, Eric. You know why? Because not only is this the scariest label out of all three of them, because of the zombie hands, which I think is pretty scary. Mm. Zombies are also kind of scary, you know? Yeah, they are. Like, think about things rising from graves. I mean, that's pretty terrifying, isn't it's it? It's true. It's true. But also, it's scary good, this yeah. beer. Like, you didn't anticipate <laughs> that it was going to be that good. Yeah, I see what you did there. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh man, this beer is scary good. Yeah. Like, it's so good, I'm a little bit shaken up about it. You wanted to give it a three on the taste. You wanted to. You're just not. You're just trying to find. A I had to find one problem. We can't have a perfect score here. But no. I mean, we've come very, very close. As it gets a 17.5 out of possible 18. It's a good score. It's now, good score. it's a good score. It's gonna. It's in for some tough competition. We have some pretty good beers coming up in the next episode. Mm-hmm. We have one from Quebec. St. Amboise has an oh, Halloween yes. beer. They're, they're, they're very good with their additive flavors. Yeah, so that's going to be a tough one. And then we have one that I think is... I think it might be a front runner. I mean, 17 and a half to 18 by Tales from the Patch. That's a good score. That's a good score. But we also have one from Flying Monkey. Mm-hmm. They're all and, good too. And they have a they have a, an Imperial pumpkin spice beer, actually. <laughs> it's this puppy's like 9% that's gonna be sampled. So they're if, in for if, some if they stiff don't call competition. It pumpkin, I mean, but know? let's just let's just hold Tales from the Patch up above and say. In this episode, um, in this part of the tournament, the the Great Pumpkin Bash, Tales from the Patch takes a clear number one, clear and above every other beer. The Great Pumpkin is going to come and give you all a can. Yeah. Well, we're not going to hold anybody to that because I... You have to believe. Yeah. 
Well, I hope so. I mean, I if the Great Pumpkin showed up and said, hey, here's more cans of this Tales from the Patch, I would definitely take one. But, I mean, it's a clear-cut winner. It's five points above the next highest competitor in this episode. So, yeah. it's not really that close. They kind of, they just, they had all the all the pistons were firing at the same time. All the right things. And, you know, like, thinking back to the Great Lakes, I, I do appreciate it for what it is. Mm-hmm. It's just... It certainly has a place. Most yeah. people who would go and be like, I want to try a pumpkin spiced beer. Yeah. This Tales from the Patch pumpkin porter would not be for them. It's too no. dark. You know, they would be turned off by the notion of even trying to drink a porter, let alone when it poured out. They'd be wondering, oh, what did I get myself into? So I sort of understand it from that angle. But yeah, I see what you're saying there about, yeah. the, about the, the... If you looked up pumpkin spice beer in the dictionary, you'd get the Great Lake. If you want a Hollywood Walk of Fame, you'd get Tales from the and if you want some mess that didn't really know what it was up to, <laughs> and it was scary bad that it even made it on the shelf, you'd go with the Lake of Base Pumpkin Ale. That's the long and short of it. Yeah. Well, thank you, Eric, for taking part in the first round of the Great Pumpkin Bash Tournament. My pleasure. Maybe we'll have you on for the final round when we have the top two. I mean, Tales from the Patch is going to be there at the very least, Eric. You would have to come back. You would get to sample Tales from the Patch again. I would love to. So maybe we'll have you on and maybe we'll have another guest on. Whoever does the second, whoever we're going to get to the second uh, episode of the Great Pumpkin Bash Tournament. But until then, it's time now, as always, that we do our parody of Beer by Real Big Fish. If you're listening to this podcast, baby, come on back next week for more. And reset it's okay, guys, because you know we'll be good friends and we'll say, go and grab yourself a beer.